Welcome to the For Fox Sake podcast, by the fans, for the fans. With all the news, views and discussion from two lifelong Leicester City supporters. It's your show, so get in contact, make yourselves heard, what's your opinion? The only Leicester City podcast that's by the fans, for the fans. This is for Fox's sake. Hello and welcome to For Fox's Sake. My name is Pete Selby and alongside me are once again, it's Mr Rob Hayes. Are you enjoying the snow? Isn't it cute? Isn't it I nice? Am. I like the snow. I do like the snow. Um, every year when it does snow, or if, if it does snow every year, uh, I have a game of heads and volleys uh, around the corner from where I live even though I am I'm in my 30s. Did you do that this morning? No, because the oh. snow wasn't good enough. There was a um, there was a pitch report, uh, went out with a key, put it in the ground to see whether it was hard <laughs> enough, whether there was enough snow, and it started to melt. And there's a, a few friends of mine, you know out there who you are, and we all turn up wearing the same outfit that we've worn year after year after year. The heads and volleys in the snow outfit. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to know what mine is. And um, it's, and yeah, it's fantastic. But it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Snow today. wasn't good enough. The snow wasn't good enough. Uh, I do like snow though, and driving over to for Fox Eight headquarters, uh, where, where we are right now, obviously, was was lovely. It was a, a real uh, picture postcard scenery, and uh, and the best thing about it really is driving here, knowing that Leicester City are once again top of the league. Top of the league for a change. For a change. I mean, we could be further. In front of the rem- of the other teams. Oh, we should. We'll, we should be. Yeah. Um, but we need to kind of outline the podcast so far because well, what we're going to be doing because we've got a few games to catch up on. You might remember in the last episode uh, that was before or just after the Bournemouth game, so before the cup game against Spurs, the league game against Spurs, and then the game against Villa. So we're going to recap all three games uh, and the theme of all the games they do kind of merge into one, really, doesn't it? Well, we had a quick chat just before uh, we're on air. To discuss the games and and it seems like handballs seem to be all over the place and um, you know chances and refereeing decisions and it's they all kind of merge into one I suppose playing the same team at the same ground twice in the matter of four days does help. Yeah, let's start with that handball then. Which one's that one? Kante. Can- how on how on earth is he given that? What which one? Was it was it Kante? It was Kante. No, Dyer. 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 <laughs> I was going to say, hang on, what, what, which game were you watching? <laughs> <laughs> Forgive me, Dyer, it's, it's, all, it's all merged into one, but never right. ramble, never. So we're going to go back to the FA Cup game, the FA yeah. Cup game against Spurs, live on the BBC, um, Leicester with a, a, eight changes to the team, people coming in, Demari Gray playing his first game, uh, starting, but we'll start straight away with the handball then. Um, <laughs> okay, do you think it was a handball? No, well it's hit his hand, but he's turning around. You yes. can't see where the ball is. He's he was, using his arm to turn himself around. He was turning around. I, I agree. Unbelievable. I, it's for me. I think it, I, I'll put it down as being very harsh. I, I can That's see an understatement. Yeah. The, basically, what Dyer's done, he's turned around with his arms out just to try and find where the player is. The ball's hit his hand and then gone into the other player's hand and, and gone away. And a friend of mine, um, he turned around and said, um, basically, the referee from the back, he must have seen the ball fly off from. The hand being turned round and just presumed he's presumed that, that he's punched it's, it out, it's the punched way. out the way. When in fact it's gone onto the other person's hand and then gone in a different direction. So for me, I can see why he's given it, 
because technically it is handball. But I think it's very harsh. I'm more on the side of it shouldn't have been given, especially with the time and, and, and everything. It's, it's just, it was a very harsh decision and it's cost Leicester a place in the fourth round until we beat Spurs in the week, but um, in the replay. But we'll start with the game. A lot of changes for Leicester, a lot of changes for Spurs. Like I said, Gray starting, looked very lively out on the left-hand side. He had that flashing shot, which I'm pretty sure everyone thought was going to fly into the top corner, but just squirmed away past the post. Um, but of course, we had to contain Spurs. A friend of mine who's a Spurs fan just says, Leicester are a giant sponge at the moment. They can just absorb a lot of pressure, something that we didn't do early in the season, and then we can hit on the break. Obviously, when we hit on the break and players like Mares and Vardy are maybe not on form... That's maybe where we could uh, have a few issues. But back to the game in question. Spurs open and scoring after eight minutes. Christian Eriksen with his right foot after a goalkeeping error from Schmeichel. He decided to punch it. Well, it, was a, it was a shot, but he decided to punch it out. Doesn't hold as much as I think he should. No, uh, he, he did like to punch. Normally he's quite good. Um, but this was a shot that he basically punched into the middle of the penalty area and then Leicester conceded. So they had to fight back straight away. And Marsh and Vasilevsky, who had the most amazing first 20 minutes of football he managed to uh, commit a really bad foul on the edge of the area he was given a yellow card he took out another player with his elbow he took out um, Richie De Lat, his own player and then he managed to score a goal in the first 20 minutes the complete performance that's why we love him exactly that's, that's why, why we love him that's why and and I think, I think the pundits and the commentators they couldn't quite believe like the size of the bloke I mean he's a big lad anyway but like, the size of his legs unbelievable it's just he's a big lad. Good header from a corner again from Gray the corner. So uh, uh, you know to prove that he's not just about tricky skills. He's got a good dead ball as well. Did you see them two celebrating by the way? Demari Gray's quite slight and slender, and Vasilevsky was sort of cradling him in his arms like a baby, <laughs> crushing him. <laughs> and um, but it's a good header from a corner. Something that Leicester don't do maybe more of, and that score goals from corners. Um, from set plays, etc. So it was good to see uh, Paul Markin, really, you have to say, from the Spurs team. So 1-1, and then Leicester take the lead just after half-time. Uh, the aforementioned Okazaki come off the bench, replaced... Uh, I can't who replaced. Was it Ajoa? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and it was his first time he's been up front, really, as a number nine. And he managed to barge his way into the penalty area. The ball bobbled off his knee, off his foot. A lovely shimmy in that move. Aguero-esque, I'm going to say. Get out of it. Really? Aguero-esque. He put on his arse one of the best defenders on his league, in the league, Toby Alderweireld. Alderweireld? Alder, Alder, the Belgian, the Belgian the be- fella. The, the other Belgian fella. Shinji Aguero. Yes, him. He, a little shimmy in that move, sent him down the wrong street, he's fell over, and then he bundled the ball in. I mean, his aggregate distance that he scores from for Leicester must be about a yard at the moment. Doesn't score good goals, does he? Well, the Everton, well, the Everton goal was good. The Everton goal was a good finish. That's the only one that was a real crisp strike. There was there was the face goal against the Newcastle. Face, the, the Newcastle face goal. Yeah, this one that he had to go off the post first. Yes, you've got a, a few bundled in. But anyway, Leicester went in front. And I, I was quite confident. It didn't, it didn't look like they were going to get back into the game spurs. Of course they pressed. And of course City sat back and soaked up a bit of pressure and made a few substitutions to keep it tight. And then they bought on their big guns. They bought on Deli Alley and Harry Kane. And then that incident happened. Never. Never a handball. No. Not in a million years. Do you know what the, the upswing of it is, though? Is that now, the way that Leicester are playing this season, 
I'd like to see Leicester as much as I could. So yeah, now so everybody gets another go at watching exactly, them. Exactly, we get another game. And also, just to comment on the ticket prices as well, it's going to be on a Wednesday night. It's this Wednesday coming. Wednesday night, it's live on BBC One, and yet, uh, well, not yet, because I don't know how many tickets have been sold, but the ticket prices are unbelievable. Roughly a tenner for anyone. Over 65s, it's fiver across the board. 12 quid if you want to sit in some decent seats in the middle of say the east end or the west it's ridiculous yeah and like you said it's another opportunity for us to watch leicester but it's also a good opportunity maybe for a few people that haven't been able to see them whether for financial reasons or because they can't get their hands on the ticket because they're so so hotly wanted at the minute yeah. that it's a good chance to get down on a wednesday night and see okay you're not going to see uh the likes of Vardy and Mares as much as you would if you came to watch them in the league but it's a good opportunity to just say look you know what I can spare a tenner I'll go down and, and I'll watch two good Premier League teams exactly I'll be disappointed if it's not a full house or around the 30,000 mark I'm sure Spurs were in quite a few with them I remember the games uh, a few years ago where Spurs bought thousands and thousands so I'd imagine it'll be a, a good game Again, it's going to be two teams very similar, I imagine, to the teams that lined up at White Hart Lane for the first game. And uh, let's just see what happens. It's the Cup game. Anything can happen. It's the FA Cup. It could be penalties. It could be all sorts. I hope it's not penalties because I've got an early start on Thursday. But uh, <laughs> but it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. All we know is that the next round, it's going to be Colchester away if we go through. Good so cup tie. go to the game, completely forget about the league, forget about missed penalties or whatever, and just go and enjoy the game for what it is. It's the FA Cup. As they say on the adverts, anything can happen. Just enjoy it. Let's enjoy some of the players who haven't been playing and maybe you haven't seen them uh, down at the King Power as much as maybe uh, you thought or even sometimes maybe you should. And especially the new signings like Damari Gray. So enjoy Wednesday. And in the next part, we'll discuss the next game. And guess who that was against? Spurs again? Yeah, let's go Spurs. So four days after that 2-2 draw in the FA Cup, it was time to play Spurs again? Yes, yeah, Spurs. Should Spurs we, again. Should we play Spurs? Well, yeah, we'll play Spurs. We'll play Spurs. White Hart Lane again? Go on then, why not? Yeah, why not? We're all down there, we'll stay down there for you. Wednesday night, and days. it looked like it was going to be a nil-nil, but one of the best nil-nils you're likely to see, didn't it? It was, it was a really good game, lots of chances, both keepers played outstandingly, outstandingly well, uh, and Wes Morgan as well. Uh, was a standout performer for you, Pete. I think so, because you look at the players who Wes Morgan has come up against this season, as well as he did last season, the difference in player is is unbelievable. He, he's improved his game no end. He's, he's full of confidence, and I think he did lose that around um, Christmas time last year when he gave away a few sloppy errors. I still think, and again, I've said this before many times, that he had a better season last season than a lot of people gave him credit for. I think he was unfairly... Uh, given criticism about um, granted a few errors but you go into it's his first season but look at the players he's played against this year who have failed to score the likes of Aguero Kane I know he scored from the penalty spot and that was nothing to do with Wes Morgan he's had these players in his back pocket or they've not really had a lot of chances Martial Rooney etc etc Costa Costa so these players have been shackled by the likes of Morgan. OK, Huth has helped. So he had a great game, but Schmeichel, I thought, had a lot better game than he did against Spurs in the Cup. Uh, kind of redeemed himself for a few errors. It was a very solid performance. And as the game went on, Leicester grew in confidence and got more and more dangerous. However many corners Spurs had. And the corner count was nearly 20 for Spurs. It's something I, I do look at for uh, <clears throat> betting purposes. But Stato! Betting purposes. Stato! I, I, 
I love a corner bet. <laughs> you're looking very intelligent today, anyway, Pete, in your well, spectacles. Really? Well, yeah. Well, you look know. like you're a man who studies stats. Anyway, I don't, about- study, I don't study stats. I I like a bet on the corner market. Stato. I like a bet on the corner, and and, and, they, and they and they had nearly twenty corners, um, but we dealt with them very well as we grew into the game. Got more and more confidence about not only picking up the points, which would be a fantastic point at White Hart Lane. Yeah, definitely. what a great point. Yeah, but then bang, go on the hooth with your big square German head. Brilliant. Talk us through the goal, Rob. Well, Eric Dyer's ended up on his ass somehow. He clashed, with, might, a, clashed might, with his own player. Yeah. And and then Robert Huth's just gone, this ball's coming to me. It's coming to me. It all seemed to happen in slow motion, didn't it? It just came over for ages and Huth's just stood there. Nobody in a five-yard radius of him and he's just gone, dunk. That's the noise I'd expect to make because of his metallic head. Is that really? His big square metal head. But what... The, do you know what? That's such a difficult skill anyway when you're challenging for a ball. But when you've got all that time, as I say, it seems to happen in slow motion... There's so many things that can go through your head before you're heading that. You you can almost overthink it. You see it a lot with even the top strikers get too much time in the penalty area, tend to not finish. Whereas when it's instinctive, it's it's an easier finish, if you like. And Hoots watched this for ages coming over and planted it perfectly back across into the opposite top corner. Unbelievable. It was a great header. And it's very rare to see someone score a goal from a, like a planted header yeah. where you've not actually jumped. You've just arched back and then levered forward and... And, and place the header, but from a distance. It, a fantastic header. Yes, the Spurs defence got themselves in a right muddle, but never mind. Leicester, with three points, away at Spurs. Back to joint top of the table. A fantastic point. And the whole city, the whole county, everyone who's a Leicester fan, overjoyed. Social media was going absolutely insane. Leicester back. And, of course, look at the other results. United drawing at Newcastle, 3-3. Arsenal failing to pick up three points. Man City being held by Everton. So all the other teams around us failed to win. So it was a big result for Leicester, a big result in terms of the season so far, and a big result when you look at the teams who are in 5th, 6th, 7th and 8th, who could maybe challenge us for that top four, and it gives the club a lot of confidence, and the players a lot of confidence, and of course the supporters a lot of confidence, going into a local derby against the Villa at the weekend on TV. Right, so before we talk about the Villa game, let's turn to social media. The chances are, if you're listening to this within the first few hours of it being published on SoundCloud on Sunday afternoon slash evening, uh, you will still be able to go to our Twitter page and vote in the latest poll. The question is, should Leicester City have made a move for Charlie Austin? Of course, Charlie Austin, QPR striker, bagged plenty of goals in the Premier League when they went down last season, moved for four miserly million pounds to Southampton. Uh, in the last couple of days. Should Leicester City have moved for him? Yes, no, or Pete's third answer, third answer I trust the club. What's the what's the state of play at the moment? You don't know, actually, what the state of play is, No, do you? I haven't looked. No. Now, OK, so what do you think would be the result so far? You have He has no idea. I've not looked at it. Um, I would think if you'd have asked that in the summer and we'd started the season... They'd have said yes, but I think now the answer will be I trust the club. I think that's a very devious answer you've put in there. So the favourite would be I trust the club. I think so. The second favourite would be yes, and the third would be no. No, yeah, no. The, the results as we stand, and of course, make sure you go to the Twitter, which is at FFS Pod, FFS Pod, 
Obviously, that stands for, for Fox 8, Bod. It's clever, that. It is. Um, the results so far is 53% have said yes, 27% said I trust the club, and 20% said no. Very interesting. Interesting. So there's a lot of people saying yes. Now, I wonder, like you said about what the result would be of that poll before the season, when, of course, Leicester are interested in him, made a £12 million bid and QPR wanted 15 The rumours about him having no ligaments in his leg, um, which a Sky... has got dodgy knees, hasn't it? The Sky Sports News transfer uh, chap who stands there in front of that big screen. Made oh, a, Jim. Jim White. No, not Jim. Um... Darmesh, I think it is. Oh, yeah. He uh, he made a, a real ricket the other day where he says about he's got no ligaments in his knee and that, and he said something else. But um, anyways, go go on uh, go on the internet and find that clip. It's quite funny. But um, So there are these rumours. So I'm thinking £4 million for a guy who obviously would probably leave in the summer for free. It's yeah, it's a fair bit of cash. We've bought a player for £3.75 million who was going to go um, maybe for free in the summer. But... Mm-hmm. Um, you have to wonder about the state of the guy. Why haven't we gone for him? I know we went for him in the summer, but things have developed. He's been injured since then as well. Um, what has happened for him to go for just four million? I will put a big question mark over Charlie Austin. Granted, he might go and score ten goals now before now the end of the season, but I would put a question mark over him. There's something not quite right. I think everyone's going. What a bargain! Now, yes, if he's fully fit and ready to go, great bargain, but. I've got a few issues with it. Why don't you have your say at FFS Pod? If you're listening to this on Sunday, the day it's released, get over there. And if you're not listening to it on Sunday, you're listening to it later on in the week, just have a look at the results anyway, the most up-to-date results. Yeah, the poll will close roughly around midday on Monday. So you've got until midday Monday. I think yes is the most popular uh, voted for option in the vote so far because of what happened at Villa. And... Leicester drew 1-1, I'm sure we're all aware. It was live on TV. Um, Now, we'll just mention a few things. Uh, Leicester taking the lead with a goal from Shinji Okazaki from about a yard. Leicester picked the same team as they did. He nearly didn't score it, did he? Well, No, I I disagree because for a start, it's great vision by Jamie Vardy. First of all, to make the run. Yeah. Um, oh, what an effort and goal! Yeah, as well. and and then a lovely uh, chip over the goalie. I think the the rumours about not rumours, but the stories about Jamie Vardy. Yes, he's not scored the amount of goals in the last few games that he had done previously in the season, but no one has. It was a record. So um, this game, I think, just kind of proved that he is back. His pace is there, and yes, he he does need to score a goal, get a bit more confidence. But a lovely bit of vision, tried to lob the goalkeeper, a fantastic save by the goalkeeper, and then I just think Okazaki knew the goal he was behind the line and just thought, I'm just going to smash it against you. It's gone over the line. I know the the um, technology is now there. I'm not going to try and sky it into the roof of the net. So just knock it over the line, and he was celebrating. He didn't even look round to check. He knew it was going to be a goal. So no problem at all. It, a bit of confusion on TV because obviously we we don't have the the watches at home saying it's a goal. So City go one nil up, and I thought they looked really really comfortable. And then we got that penalty. Rob Hayes, what is Riyad Mahrez doing taking another penalty? Well, no, I understand what he's doing, taking another penalty, but he can't take any more. No. Surely he can't take any more. That one, against Bournemouth, against Arta Boric, at least he put it to the side, to a side. Okay, it was a decent height. Boric still had to get there. Not a great penalty. Six out of ten for penalty taking then. 
This one was shocking. It's a it's a it terrible penalty, and it, and he, he, in my opinion, shouldn't take another penalty. No, it should be um, Vardy. Vardy smash it down the middle. Yeah, Vardy should Keepers take the next penalty. Keepers don't save that. Keepers save it if you tickle Definitely. it at them at about knee height. A really poor penalty from a guy who's been sensational all season. Of course, he's going to have his off days. He's going to. He's that sort of player. Not everyone plays well every single game, especially that that kind of floaty, in-and-out star man who everyone turns up to see the silky skills from. His, his touch was still very good, and he's passing slightly off, but um, he didn't have the best of game. He didn't have the best of game at all, but it was a terrible penalty. Now, I'm just going to go mad for a minute. Um, the penalty itself, the incidents that led to the penalty, yeah, the handball. Yeah. Now, I've not spoke to you really about this yet. Um, is there any way that Leicester's penalty, basically for handball, for stopping a goal, not stopping a, uh, not stopping the ball in the penalty area, not uh, a deliberate uh, output of your hand to knock the ball out for a corner, uh, not ball to hand stopping a cross. This is a person who's the ball is is his arm stopping. A goal. Is there any way that that is not a penalty? It's that's a, it's a tough one because he's quite close to it and it's going to come at him quite quickly. But he stopped a goal, not yeah. a cross or a pass. It's a goal. Basically, my opinion is there is no way that that is not a penalty. A hundred percent penalty. It doesn't matter whether it's deliberate and or if he stopped a goal, hand. it should be a red. Well, this is this is where I differ though because if it's a shot. Where it's going in the back of the net, which that was, and it hits someone's arm, there's definitely a penalty, right? If it's deliberate, it's a red card, straight red. I think that this wasn't deliberate. I generally think that. Um, so I, I'm quite happy with the booking. I think you it's borderline. You can't make up your own rules, though, because if handball has to be intentional. No, no. I, I, what I'm saying is that I think that the referee's decision to book him, I'm okay with. Personally, I shouted red card straight away. But... There's basically the reason for for going on about this quite a bit was the Villa fans went insane. Now, anyone in that ground must have gone. It was handballed. It. It's a. It was stopped a goal. We're lucky that he's not been sent off, and it's a definite penalty, which they went on not to score. But what I'm saying is that the pressure the referee got from the Villa fans. I know their place, and I'm not sour grapes or anything. But the referee for the rest of the game. We got nothing in that second half apart from one decision, which of Robert Hu's swinging elbow. But 50-50 tackles, we never got a free kick. Everything went Villa's way in that second half. So what I'm saying is at the end of the day, when we got the points, we might look back on it and go, Mares missed penalty, cost us three points. And, and rightly so. But I look at it a different way. The way that second half went, with wave after wave of Villa attack, free kick after free kick to Villa, nothing going our way because the referee was trying to even things up, in my opinion. All because he gave the most obvious penalty of all time. I don't understand what was going on. What? Why were they, they so upset? And I've seen it all on chat rooms and forums and all sorts. People going, whenever a penalty. Have I lost my mind? No. Did I see a different game? No. It was a blatant penalty. It was no, or if I was at the King Power, it's a penalty. I'd have, been, I'd, I'd have turned to you and gone, I can't believe Wes Morgan's not been sent off, for example. Yeah. But anyway... We missed the penalty, went in 1-0 up, should have been 2, 2-0, game over. Oh, absolutely, yeah. With, the, with their confidence the way it is and their, uh, the way we were playing, yeah. And, and, and you have to say, City were poor. They were they were poor against a poor Villa team who did the one thing which I've been saying to a friend of mine um, who's a Villa fan, I've been saying for a long time, 
why don't you just stick the two big lads up top and, lump it at them. and they're not big lads they're massive Rudiger's stead he's I know he's gigantic. He's massive and he's very limited in many ways. But play him, play that Kojak or whatever his name is alongside him, and just <laughs> Kojak ping ping diagonals. <laughs> Get the ball in the penalty area. Didn't Cause Kojak chaos. out of a western? Well, no, he's a he's a detective. Ko- Kozak. Oh yeah. But Ko- um, Kozak. Just put them two up top and ping balls to him. Forget about fancy down football. Get it forward to him and get the three points. That's what Villa need to do, and that's what they did. And looking back, the more and more I think about it. I'm quite glad we got just the point in many ways. We could have lost that. Yeah, easily. We could have lost that. So don't be too disheartened. That's my message. Could have we have won it at the other end? Yes. There was a few chances, a good ball in from Fuchs from the left. Maybe uh, Joe a bit more confidence or a bit more intent, really, to go forward and actually attack the ball. Um, maybe could have uh, he could have took it first time from another uh, pass as well. And that's where I think the yes vote on the poll has been saying that we need another striker. We've said before, someone like Loic Remy. Well, we will see what Mr Ranieri desires in the remainder of the January transfer window. Handball, we've talked about it quite a lot in this podcast. I'm surprised it's not called handball. Gested, handball before the goal? Uh, yes, I, it was a handball and he had more of control over the ball because of the handball. The handball was to his benefit. Now, I, <laughs> again, it's all about, you, you mentioned earlier about interpretation. Is it handball? Is it ball to hand? And what's what? It's all a bit confusing. Um, I think a lot of it has to go down as common sense, just like I said earlier about if a ball is going in the back of the net and it hits someone's arm or hand, it's handball no matter if it's ball to hand or not. It doesn't matter. You've stopped a goal. This is slightly more um, different, in my opinion, Rudy Gestead has more control over the ball because it's hit his hand and then he managed to get a shot away which went in. But even as a Leicester fan, I wasn't overly upset that it wasn't given for handball because I could I would argue the same way if it was the other way around. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's it, it wasn't Clear cut, it was accidental. I don't, it definitely wasn't deliberate. I don't believe it was deliberate at all. But, but you're it, saying that but it still the had question more con- is asked because it controlled the ball. Exactly, yeah, yeah exactly. So there is that kind of grey area. Um, again, what I said about the referee having, you know, not giving Leicester anything in the second half, I know apart from the one thing which was Hooth's um, swinging arm which caught uh, the player in the face who, <laughs> who did get up and then hold the wrong side of his face. <laughs> So let's just get that clear. But if that was given a penalty, no problem. I've got no problem with that. But we in the second half, he was giving everything towards Villa. He was giving nothing towards Leicester. So I'm not surprised he didn't blow up for handball. Um, and again, I like to think that, OK, I, I, I'm a Leicester fan, as we all know, but... I like to think I'm quite independent. I, I like to see things as they are. Quite unbiased, yeah, aren't we? Yeah, I, I try to be. And I looked at that and went, yeah, I'm not being funny. If it was the other way around and it was blown up against us, I would be fuming. Yeah. You know, it wasn't that much different. And again, we got a point and it made us top of the league. Now, quite what's going to happen from then on, I don't know. At the time of recording, Arsenal haven't played. A bad result for us in terms of Manchester United winning. Um, 
that is that is bad because I'm always looking to them as being the team that will challenge us for the top four. Yeah, the team that we need to finish above. Exactly. So I'm looking at Manchester United's for, uh, results first and seeing what they did and then comparing to Leicester. So in this week, they drew, we won. And then at the weekend, we drew, they won. So, you know, it's, it, it's all square, really. It's a shame. It is a shame, but it doesn't matter. We are top of the league. Don't let's get too downheartened out there. A lot of people get a lot of criticism to the team, um, a lot of criticism to certain players, etc. Just because we drew at Villa, we didn't play very well. Last year, we got stuffed there in the cup in one of the worst performances we've oh, ever seen. That was an absolute oh, nightmare. It was shocking. Yeah. Cast your minds back, think about that, and then use that when you judge this weekend's game. Yeah, a poor It'll per- make you feel much better. A poor performance against a team who might upset a few people in the next few weeks. Um, and then... At the weekend, we've well this week we've got two home games. We've got the home game against Spurs, which we can all relax and just enjoy. Yep. Yeah. And then we've got the game at home on Saturday against Stoke. Stoke Alona. Oh God, I forgot you called him Stoke Alona. So I, re- I read it somewhere. It wasn't my idea. Go, go on, in, Rob. You can uh, preview the Stoke game. What What do you expect Stoke to bring? And how do you think Leicester will react? But also, I suppose we have to put the big thing of. It depends maybe what happens in midweek as well. Yeah. Lots of former Barcelona players. That's what I expect them to bring. Yep. Uh, a defence that doesn't look as good as their forward line. Right. So they could get turned around quite quickly. You said earlier we're a bit of a sponge. So I'd expect us to soak up quite a lot of attacking play from them. And they're quite intricate in their attacking play. But we've got the likes of Angolo Kante who gets here, there and everywhere to intercept balls and make tackles. Uh, and then I genuinely think, get their defence turned around and they're in all sorts of bother. Glenn Johnson, is n- he's not a defender. No. I don't know what he is. He plays in defence, but you wouldn't trust him, would you? I wouldn't. And and you have to remember, when Stoke turned up last season, they were I thought they were fantastic last season. Uh, Bojan, it was the game which he got injured. He scored the goal, which meant they won 1-0. It's the game that he got injured. I'll be interested to see how he is. They're a real dangerous force going forward. Uh, Walters up front, who's played very well. Um, a few people said it would be great at Leicester. I think, was it you who said that? Or yeah, yeah. You yeah, said I'd, that, yeah. I'd have had John Walters. I, yeah, yeah I, I'm not really for me, but he's been playing very well recently. Dangerous team, Stoke, as we've all seen. Um, Butland in goal, fantastic goalkeeper, oh, one, one of the best. Keeper. Yeah, one of Eng- the best. Eng- in the established as England's number two, I think Fraser Forster will struggle to get that back off him now. He's back from injury. Yes, I agree. I, um, I don't. I'm not the biggest fan of Joe Hart um, as a goalkeeper. I think he's solid for England, and I think the experience helps in that. But Butland, I'm a big fan of, and also Fraser Forster. I think he's a, a top top keeper. Um, so they will be very difficult. Uh, it would be nice to see. Mares and Vardy, obviously back scoring. It sounds stupid, of course, back scoring goals. But I like to see Mares play well. Yeah, um, he's been off for a few games, so get him back going. It'd be nice to see Vardy scoring. But do you think midweek will have a big effect on the uh, Stoke game at the weekend? Not really. I don't think so. I think we'll see two pretty much completely different teams. Okay, he didn't change eleven for the first game in the in the third round against Spurs, but he changed. I think it was nine, uh, eight or nine in total. Uh, so it'll be a completely different game. I think it'll be a completely different atmosphere. Like you said, Wednesday night can just be enjoyed by everybody uh, for for what it is a cup game for the, for, for a decent price for the price as well. Yeah, it's 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 almost we could treat it like a celebration of the season so far. You know, yeah, cheap ticket prices. Um, people who maybe can't get to the game, like we said earlier, 
And also, you're playing against a, a good team who are going to be there and just got to attack. Spurs are going to play good football and they're going to go for it. So it could be a, a lot of goals. I expect a lot of goals midweek. Um, so it's almost like a celebration. Let's celebrate how we've done so far and let's enjoy the game. And then roll on to Saturday. And if we lose on Wednesday, doesn't make a lot of difference going into Saturday. But if we win, you take a lot plenty of, more confidence, don't you? Of, yeah. A lot of confidence. Yeah. Um, so prediction-wise, Rob Hayes yes. from For Fox Sake Podcast. Leicester City 3, Tottenham Hotspur 2. Ooh. I'm... After extra time. <laughs> now, we we haven't discussed it. I was going to say 2-2 two, two, um, and going into extra time. That was going to be my prediction. Okay, I will say 2-1 City. Damari Gray. In 90 minutes? Yeah, 90 minutes. I'll okay. go 2-1. What about um, Stoke game? You go first for the Stoke game. Stoke... I am going to say 1-1. One, one. Oh, you stole mine. Really? Something different. 1-1. <laughs> I, th- I think Stoke are a good team. It, I think, um, I generally think that the Stoke game, and again, this is this sounds strange for saying we're, we're top of the league and, and they're not. Um, I think the Stoke game um, will be determined by Stoke. I yeah, don't how, think by how, Leicester. What, what Stoke side turn up? Yes, I think yeah. if the Stoke side that turn up who played um, Chelsea and played a number of teams at home and, and, and were brilliant, uh, really turned it on. Uh, Man City, that was the game I wanted to say. When they played Man City and just dominated and were fantastic. If they turn up, they they could win. They could easily win. Yep. They really Without could. They're that good a team. And if we turn up with the team that played against Villa... Oh, then yeah, we'll get turned exactly. over. But if Stoke, um, they they are a Jekyll and Hyde team. If they turn up and they don't perform, they are really there for the taking. So I think the game rests a lot on who turns up on uh, with Stoke. So the Stoke game, I'm going to go one-one. I think I think a point at the weekend would be a good point. Of course, I want the full three. Um, so what about you? What do you reckon? I'm going to go for goals, goals, goals. Oh my word! Next week, three-two Leicester against Spurs. Two-two against Stoke. 2-2 two, two against Stoke. Yeah, there you go. Nine goals in two games. Excellent. Well, there we go. There we, <laughs> we've uh, You've got your predictions, so head down your local bookmakers right now. And, and then uh, put on something completely different exactly. to what we've just, just said. Don't listen to what we say, apart from obviously the podcast, but the predictions at the end are just absolute <laughs> garbage. So that's about it for the podcast. Uh, we've covered a few games. Get in contact with the podcast through Twitter. We've mentioned it earlier, at FFSpod. It comes straight through to us either in Fox 8 HQ or on our phones, basically, so wherever we are. Uh, There is the Facebook group, so go into Facebook and type in for Fox 8 Podcast, and then you'll find the group. Just click like, and it means you'll get all the updates, such as the best and worst 11, which, of course, we don't have any updates this, this week. No home games. No home games. We've got two coming up. So actually, it'd be interesting because Stoke, uh, sorry, uh, Spurs have already played at home. So they will. We've already had Lamella in the team. Yep. He's in the worst eleven. So what happens if other people? What happens, what happens if, if Lamella has an absolute yeah. stormer? If he plays really well, he does can he, get in both. Does he go in both? I then? think that then highlights how up and down he is as a player. Okay, so Spurs players can be. Yeah, I, I, I like that. So um, yeah, we've got. We'll have an update from that next week. So go to Facebook, type in for Fox Eight Podcast. Um, I know some people might skip this bit, but it is important because go on there and you'll you'll see the community of people who listen to the podcast and just get involved, post things, ask questions, whatever you want to do. Send it to us through there, or you can email us 
for foxsakepodcast at gmail.com. We mentioned last week, anyone who's listening to this, wherever you are, let us know where you're listening to this, either through Facebook, Twitter, or through email. We've had people in, uh, we've got uh, Canada ticked off. Yeah, Packer Ken from America. Packer Ken wasn't very happy. Why? Not with us, not with the podcast. Oh, uh, what, it, with the, the Villa game? No, no, no. Uh, the Green Bay Packers lost, apparently, in the quarterfinals of the Super Bowl. Of the egg chasing. You can't say that. Sorry, Packer is it, Ken. He's a listener. You'd um, be more happy with Leicester. They lost in the uh, championship game, or one of the quarterfinals. Watch right? a real sport. I'd say that. Sorry, Packer Ken. Um, so uh, <laughs> let us know where you're listening to it, if you listen to it around the world. Also, pass it on to your family and friends and tell them about the podcast. Again, we're, we're seeing the numbers grow week and week, and of course it makes uh, <laughs> it makes us feel better that people are listening, people are enjoying it. Uh, so pass it on, and we'll try and uh, keep it going as usual. Any suggestions, any questions, let us know, and we'll be recording it next week. So, of course, we've got the game in midweek and the game against Stoke to review. So from me and Rob... Up the city. Up the city.